How's everybody doing? Good. What an amazing worship set. You guys excited for today? Come on. Hey, 11, come on. We're going to have some fun today. But before I jump into the sermon, there's something I have to do. Uh, Karen talked about it a little earlier. 31 years is a big deal. 31 years is a big deal. And I've only been here for three. But I just want to say, as like we said, Dan's watching and Karen's in the building. I just want to say thank you to the leadership of Grace Church. For, yeah, come on. For fighting the good fight. We get to stand on the shoulders of their hard work. And, and as someone who's only been here for, like I said, about three years, I've seen so much impact in the city. So much impact. So many lives change because people like Dan and Karen and, and Rick never gave up. Never gave up. And once again, I just want to say thank you to you guys. You guys are awesome. So let's give it up for them one more time. Man, I'm excited to preach today. We're in Psalms 23. We're in the Psalms series. And I have a question for you. Does anybody have trust issues? Let's be honest. You know, anybody have trust? I do. I have trust issues in certain areas. One of the areas and things I just can't trust is horses. Anybody relate? I hear somebody clapping. They terrify me. And there's, it's for a real, I, I'm, I'm a, I kind of am of a rancher. I grew up around animals and uh, I, I know I've been around them most of my life. And the reason why I have trust issues with horses, when I, when I was two years old, one of the first memories I can actually like remember when I was two years old, I remember going out to the field where the horses were, our family horses. And I remember walking by one of my favorite horses and then getting kicked in the chest by this horse. So hard, it like knocked me out. I had like a horseshoe, you know, right here. It was so painful. See, it makes sense why I would have trust issues with horses, right? Like every time I get around them, I just have flashbacks. I'm like, no, I can be like 100 yards away. They're like, stay away from me. But I left out this part. A lot of you guys are judging the horse. Like, oh, what a bad horse. I left out the part where I was standing behind it, poking it with a stick. Sometimes when you poke a horse with a stick, it's going to kick you. You know, like it's just life, right? Life lesson. You guys can go home. Just don't, don't poke a horse with a stick. I thought that was funny. Okay. Um, so, but trust is a big deal. This idea of trust. And as we're in Psalms 23 today, Psalms 23 teaches us a lot about trust. A lot about learning to trust Jesus. So we're titling today's message, Learning to Trust, and, and we need to learn to trust him. And there's certain things we can do, certain practices we can do to learn this ability. And the, the first point I want to talk about is we need to learn to let him lead. We need to learn to let Jesus lead. In Psalms 23, verse 1, it says, the Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. See, the shepherd's job while leading a flock of sheep is to what? Lead the flock to a, a, the location it's trying to go to, lead them out of danger. The shepherd's job is to lead the flock. And without the shepherd, the sheep would just wander around with no direction, with, with no meaning. I don't know if you know this, sheep aren't very smart. 
Sheep aren't very smart. And the shepherd, the shepherd gives these sheep direction. Um, he gives them protection. And he also gives them clear vision. The shepherd's able to see at a higher level than the sheep are. Just so we're clear, we're the sheep in the story. Jesus is the shepherd. And he sees at a higher level. And you know what's crazy about sheep? I just learned this, that sheep will just follow the other one. No matter what's happening. If they go to a cliff and the one at the front of the group decides to jump off the cliff, they're all going. Right? And you're like, oh, what a silly sheep. We do the same thing. We, we're on social media. We're on Facebook. We see one post and we're like, I'm all in. I'm changing my whole life. This is truth. We have no idea the backing of this post, but it fires us up. See, this is what the shepherd does for us. The shepherd gives us a clear direction for life. See, and here's the other thing about sheep. Sheep learn to trust the shepherd over time. The shepherd just doesn't automatically walk into a flock and the sheep trust his leadership. It takes time. And the, the sheep are just like us in this. Is that, that they learn the trust shepherd, in our case, they learn to trust our shepherd Jesus by being close to him, by being in his presence, by seeing him work, by the proof of his works. And I, I want to show you this picture real quick. Here, you want to put this up? So everybody loves this picture, right? It's a beautiful picture. Jesus carrying the lamb. Um, as I was looking into it and researching, back in the old days, back in these times, the shepherd, sometimes when a sheep would wander off, and I, I don't know if any of you guys have ever had a, a season of wandering. There's been seasons in my life when I've been connected to the body of Christ, I've been connected to the church, and then I've kind of wandered away. And what usually happens in that wandering is I find myself in a hardship, I find myself in a broken situation, and I make my way back to the shepherd. But back in these times, when a sheep would wander, some people believe that the, the shepherds would take the sheep and injure the sheep's leg and sling it over its shoulder and carry it for a couple months. And over that time, the sheep would learn to trust the shepherd. It would learn to stay close to the shepherd. So when, when the sheep's uh, leg was uh, healed, it no longer wandered. It no longer broke away because it learned to stay close to the shepherd. Maybe that hardship that we're going through, maybe that, that pain in your life, that spiritual broken leg that you're having is your opportunity to get on the shoulders of Jesus. What if you're in a season right now that you just need to get close to Jesus? You just need to spend a couple months in his presence, learning to trust him, learning to see him work. You just need to get on his shoulders for a little bit. You guys still with me? See, uh, the shepherd teaches this lamb to be close. The closer we stay to Jesus, the more we learn to trust him. It is hard to learn to trust Jesus in your life when you're not allowing him to lead your life. A lot of times we blame Jesus for things that we did. We, we didn't surrender it to him, we didn't give him leadership in this area, but it's still his fault. We need to learn to let him lead. The second point 
comes from Psalms 23, verse 2. It says, He lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me beside peaceful streams. He renews my strength. He renews my strength. Second point for today is we need to trust, learn to trust in his strength. Learn to trust in the strength of Jesus. John uh, John 16 verse 33 says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. Life, going through things in life, are not going to get better from our strength. It's going to get better from us surrendering to his strength. Us surrendering to his strength and trusting him in it. And just real quick, I just want to talk to the, I want to talk to the dads and, and, and the husbands in here. And I'm not claiming to be perfect in any way in this, but there, there is something that's kind of been on my heart about this. Is there something in manlyhood where we feel like we have to be strong, manly. We have to stand up and be tough. And when it comes to hardships, we have to be standing strong. I wonder if we're getting it wrong. I wonder if the lesson we should be teaching our kids and our family is that when things get hard, it's not me that I'm not standing strong, but I'm falling on my knees. I'm falling on my knees to pray, to surrender it to Jesus. The lesson I want to teach my kids is not that daddy could do it. I want to teach my kids that daddy needed Jesus to do it. Daddy had to surrender all of this to Jesus because he couldn't do it on his own. That's the position I want myself and my family to take. It's not a position of standing strong, but a position of surrender to the one who is strong enough. I wonder what it would look like in our life if we took that position. A position of surrendering to his strength instead of trying to fight it all our own. We, we have to learn to trust Jesus enough, trust him enough to believe in his strength. Because here's the truth about this. We come and we sing songs and, and we do, this is how I fight my battles, but until we, uh, we believe it, we won't fully surrender it. Until we actually believe the words we're saying, that Jesus' strength is enough. Jesus' strength is more than mine. That's when we'll get to the place of surrender. Psalms 23, verse 3 says this. He guides me along right paths, bringing honor to my name, to his name, sorry, not my name. I want to focus on this word, he guides me. He guides me. The third point I want to focus on a little bit today is we need to trust him in all things. Trust him in all things, big and small. Trust him in every single area of our life because here's the truth, I'm just gonna say it. There's some of us in this room, even myself included sometimes, where I'll say to God, hey God, you can have this. I trust you with this, but not this. 
God, I, I trust you in this area, but this one's too precious for me. God, I trust you in this area, but I'm too scared to give up this one. I know this, I'm preaching to myself here. I'm with you guys in this. We have to learn to trust God in every aspect of our life. The big things and the small things. The, 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 the things that we have to give up to God sometimes that we can't handle, but even just where do we spend our time? What kind of people are in our life? How am I parenting my kids? We have to trust him in everything. Not just the things we're comfortable giving up. Because here's the truth, I've learned this about myself, so maybe it will apply to some of you in here. The things that I'm not comfortable with, are, the giving up are probably the things I need to give up the most. Right? We need to trust him in everything. And here's how we approach God sometimes. Sometimes we approach God like a lifeline. You know, a call, a one-time call. Hey, God, um, I need you in this moment. I need you in this moment, so I need you to get me out of here. Help me. We've all uttered these words. God, if you do this for me, I promise to follow you for ever. But here's often how we live our life. Check this video out. Here's the, the sheep, you've probably seen this. The sheep, the shepherd's getting them out. We're stuck. God, if you get me out, I promise. I'm gonna trust you. I'm gonna trust, no, I'm gonna do it my own. I got this, God. <laughs> so true, right? I think there's a slow motion clip coming up. Watch, did it already play? Like, it's so, watch. God, I can do it myself. It's so true. I'm so convicted watching this video because that's how I live my life. Like, I'm like, God, I need you in this moment. And then he helps me. He blesses me. He gets me out. He moves. He does this amazing thing. And I'm like, all right, sweet. I got the control back until I find myself in a ditch again. Okay, God, come back. Man, I wonder how many ditches I wouldn't get stuck in if I learned this to surrender everything, not just some things. I mean, I wonder how much problems I would have avoided if I learned to surrender my money earlier. That one hurt a little bit. Hurts me too. I wonder, I wonder how many hardships I would have stayed out of if I would have learned to surrender my plans earlier, if I would have learned to surrender my plans earlier. And I, I just want to share a story with you guys about this kind of touching in this area. Um, at about 22 or 23, I got this calling to ministry. I gave my life to Christ. I, I'd been following him for a little while. I just felt this overwhelming call to step into ministry. And, and I felt like I, I needed to take that path. I needed to make that decision. But I had a different plan for my life. Some of you might laugh at this, but my plan was to become the subway king. Let me explain. At 22, 20, you're like, what? <laughs> like Subway, the sandwich store. At 22, 23 years old, I managed three stores. You know? I managed three stores. I had it all going, you know? For a 22, 23 year old, I was making great money. And I had plans. I was like, I'm gonna go from three stores to six stores to six stores to nine stores. Eventually, I'm gonna own my own store. I had it all planned out. 
And then I remember one time going away to a conference and just feeling, you know what? I need to surrender this plan. I need to trust in God's plan for my life. And I went in the next day after the conference and I quit my job. Quit my job. I gave him two weeks for the business owners here. Don't judge me. I gave him two weeks. Quit my job at Subway. And I stepped into this crazy world of the unknown. What's next? See, that's a crazy thing about trusting God, trusting his plans, is you're going to have to step into areas where you are out of control and he is in control. It can be scary. But I stepped out into this area and for months and for months and for months and for months, I would go pursue this job. I'd go pursue this job. It would fall through the cracks. I would do this. I would do this. But I just kept trusting God. You're in control. You're in control. I was taking little jobs here and there, trying to make enough money to survive until I could get to where I felt God was calling me to do. And eventually I got this job uh, interview opportunity at a church. And I remember pulling up to the church and I walk into the front desk and there's a young man at the table. And I look at him and I say, hey, I'm here for the job interview. He looks at me, he says, for what position? Oh, I said, the college pastor position. He immediately starts to weep, bawling hysterically. Turns out he's the college pastor. And then I looked at the name on the building and I said, oh, wrong church, my bad guy. I went to the wrong church. It was the church up the hill. <laughs> Can you imagine a guy? Like, what a horrible thing to happen. I felt bad. <laughs> so I went up the hill. I applied. I got the job. And I've been in ministry ever since. And I love my life. I'm not rich by any means. But I love my life. And if I would have chosen to not surrender that and trust God in this, I could have missed out on all of this. And I would still be making sandwiches. Nothing wrong with that. But God had a different plan for me. And we have to learn to trust him in that. Psalms 23, verse four, as we continue in the book of Psalms, says this. Even when I walk through the darkest valleys, I will not be afraid. For you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. You prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. You honor me by anointing my head with oil. My cup overflows with blessings. And then here in verse six, surely your goodness and your unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life. The fourth point is we need to learn to trust in his goodness. We need to learn to trust in his goodness. And I'll be honest, this is a hard one. This is a hard one. We need to learn that trust that he is always good. He is always good. And his goodness will pursue us. And let me just have a, can I just have a, a transparent moment with you? I, I have battles in my life just like you. I have hurts. I have pain. This is preparing this message. Trust in his goodness. I started to say something to myself. I started to list 
out all these things that I was struggling with or stressing about, and I would just say, and he's still good. What is it for you that you need to remind yourself that God is good? You need to trust in his goodness. Even when the world feels broken, he is still good. Even when you're in pain, he is still good. Even when you have loss, he is still good. You gotta remind yourself, even when finances feel broken, he is still good. Even when I have tripped and sinned and fallen away, he is still good. And he is good and good and good forever and ever and ever. We need to remind ourselves to trust in his goodness when we find ourselves in the darkest valley. We have comfort because of his goodness. Because his word says it's pursuing us. His goodness is pursuing us. So even when I feel lost, he is good. He is good. So yeah, I want to do something special for you guys today because I know it's a holiday weekend, so we're going to wrap up a little early. Let you guys get to lunch. But before we do that, I just want to ask you some questions. The truth is, is that all these words, everything we're talking about, trusting Jesus, trusting in his strength, trusting him to lead, trusting with all this, it comes from a place of surrender of self. We have to step out of the way and allow him to take the lead in our life in every aspect, every aspect. So I have a question for you as we're about to go into this song. The question I have for you is this. Are you tired of doing it yourself? Are you gonna keep trying to do it on your own over and over and over again? Or is it time to surrender to the King of Kings? Is it time to say, Jesus, I need you and surrender it to him?